When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Eco Chic. My name is Laura, and I'm a graduate student. I study climate science. This podcast is all about practical science and sustainability. It's a really awesome space to share a lot of things that I take for granted, like general climate change education or personal sustainability efforts, things that are not necessarily common knowledge, but totally should be. We're going to be talking about climate change from a bunch of different angles, but also just sharing some personal tips on how to be a more responsible citizen of the planet. Last week's episode was all about sustainable travel tips. Vacation season is here, and it's important that we think about how we're traveling from an environmental standpoint, but also how we're impacting other communities. If you're interested in preparing yourself for some more eco-conscious road trips and foreign adventures, definitely go check that episode out. It's helpful to know how we can continue our eco-friendly practices outside of our homes. Today, we're talking about microplastics. This is a really cool topic for me because I advocate pretty often for living a pretty plastic-free life. Microplastics are kind of a different situation, though, because we can't always see how we are harming the planet. A microplastic is exactly what it sounds like, a really tiny piece of plastic. NOAA defines it as any piece of plastic less than 5 millimeters long. There are essentially two kinds of microplastics. A primary microplastic is a piece of plastic that was intentionally made to be that tiny. So this could be like exfoliants in face scrubs or microbeads in some body washes. Glitter is a microplastic. Toothpaste with those little sparkly bits, those are all little primary microplastics. There are some abrasive cleaning techniques that use primary microplastics, kind of like sandblasting, but it's just industrial scrubbing with little plastic pellets. You also have teeny resin pellets that are left over from the actual production process of plastic, and those little pellets just get left over as primary microplastics. A secondary microplastic is a tiny piece of plastic that has broken off from something bigger. So this happens when you have plastic that's exposed to sunlight or waves, and it begins to break down. So imagine a plastic water bottle on a sidewalk. It's eventually going to break down into a lot of smaller pieces of plastic if it's just left alone and undergoes weathering. Microfibers are not necessarily microplastics, but essentially do the same thing to our environment and our aquatic system, so I think they're really worth mentioning here. A microfiber is a single thread from fabrics like polyester or nylon. So those fabrics, which we usually find in athletic wear or other stretchy, moisture-wicking type clothes, those fabrics are all actually plastic. Microfibers are rinsed out when they're in a washing machine. So what's the deal? All these tiny plastics from our toiletries or our washing machines eventually end up in our water systems. Wastewater treatment plants cannot really sift out microplastics, so the water is treated and then released back into streams or rivers, and they carry these microplastics along with them. 
Eventually, those streams and rivers have to release into our oceans and bigger estuaries. Microplastics that don't make it into a wastewater treatment plant still pretty much always end up in our oceans because they're very easily carried as runoff. So when you have any sort of rain event, any debris on a sidewalk or roadway or any other place where you might have plastics gets carried down into drains and into our groundwater. So once these plastic eventually makes it into our water systems, microplastics are then eaten by marine animals. In the last few decades since these plastics have become more prevalent in our consumer products, there has been over 600 marine species reported with plastics in their stomachs. Small animals like plankton, but also shellfish, birds, turtles, whales. Let's remember that whatever gets taken in at the bottom of the food chain eventually gets passed on to whatever animal eats that. That's also true for chemicals. So this is also called bioaccumulation. This means that we as humans are also definitely ingesting some microplastics if we're eating any marine animals. This is a big problem for marine ecosystems for a couple reasons. So animals that ingest these microplastics are not getting any nutrients, but they're still feeling really full. So there are a lot of animal deaths from starvation or malnutrition all along the food chain. Plastics have also been shown to be really harmful on the reproductive systems of a number of different species. Oysters are a really good example of this. So there's actually a population level effect of plastics in the oceans. Plus, plastics are just really gross because they're full of chemicals, and these chemicals are leached into the oceans. So they're also physically polluting the water. But also, these chemicals are being ingested by the animals and leaked into their guts. Kind of the same way that we don't recommend heating up plastic in the microwave, it's toxic, and that toxicity is seen all throughout animal ocean communities. Yikes, yikes, yikes. So what can we do up here on land? Obviously, avoiding plastic packaging however you can, but if you're buying something in plastic, make sure it's getting properly recycled. This would cut down on the production of those secondary microplastics that we talked about. They would break down from bigger products. We can also avoid products with fake scrubs to cut down on the primary microplastics that we're letting into our water systems. If you're really into exfoliating face wash, look for something that's made out of a natural material, like a sugar scrub, something that can biodegrade. Looking at microfibers is a little bit tougher, but you could definitely opt for athletic clothing that's made of post-consumer materials to at least begin taking some of those plastics out of the waste stream. Right now, athletic clothing made out of post-consumer water bottles is really trendy, and it's a big growing market I'm seeing a lot. Finding a solution to microfibers is definitely an area that needs to be looked at more closely. The U.S. does have, as of now, as of 2015, the Microbead Free Waters Act. It's a ban on microbeads in consumer products. So in July 2017, the manufacturing of these consumer products, cosmetics for the most part with beads, was banned. So that's primarily like those body washes with little beads that pop. This is not face scrubs or other more abrasive products. Those are still totally unregulated. Whatever you wash down the drain has to go somewhere, and there are no legalities surrounding what you are actually releasing from our exfoliants or our body glitter or anything along those lines. There is a fair bit of research going on to figure out how exactly different marine animals are reacting to microplastics and what conditions make those effects on microplastics more or less severe. There's a lot of innovation also going on right now to help figure out where there are higher concentrations of microplastics and how we can effectively start cleaning up our oceans. There's a lab at Clemson and the National Park Service. They're working together to figure out the distribution of microplastics in our public lands. There are also some cool models of plastic collectors, quote unquote, which are essentially like floating brooms on buoys in the ocean, and they're being proposed for the cleanup of coastlines along China and Indonesia. 
these systems are really dependent on where the current is strongest and they're still not really wide scale perfected or readily available, but it will be a really cool thing to look for in the future. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's always a little daunting to realize we have habits in our everyday lives that we don't even think are impacting the planet. It's really just about being a conscious consumer and becoming more aware of where a product ends up when you're done with it. I will have references and other information linked in the show notes and on my website, lauraediaz.com. So that's a place where I write some like semi-academic posts, um, getting more in-depth on topics in science and sustainability. Last week, I wrote a little op-ed on nuclear energy for the U.S., I also write a little bit about travel, which is my other big passion. If you enjoyed this episode on microplastics, please let me know. I love hearing feedback. If there's a topic that you would like to hear more in depth about, I'm always really happy to chat about science or sustainability if you're interested. Feel free to slide into my DMs. My Instagram handle is Laura E. Diaz, D-I-E-Z. But you can also definitely shoot me an email via the contact page on my website. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a great day. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.